is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Future, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us or both of us might not have seen and we take a look at it now. I'm Amber Inch. And I'm Drew Bridger. Hey! Another intro from Amber, which can only mean one thing. Well, it could mean a multitude of things, really. It could mean that I'm too lazy. It could mean I'm too tired. <laughs> it, it could mean a multi. It could mean that I'm just giving you an early Christmas present Both of by those things. introing the episode for a change. There we go. Merry Christmas. I don't need to get you a card now. Is it Christmas? No, you it's not. That to me? Yeah, oh. I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it could be an early Christmas present that I'm letting you intro it. Oh wow, I, thanks. I don't need to get you a card now. Yes, you do. Oh, okay, all right then. I'll still get you a card. No, it could mean a multitude of things, but in this instance, it means that it's another film that I haven't seen before. Yes, I know, almost unheard of, but a rare occasion to be celebrated. Nonetheless, what do you think of this situation, Amber? What situation? <laughs> You've fallen asleep over there. What situation? The situation of me not having seen this film. Oh, it's fine, I suppose. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. Um, I don't think I expected you to see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, there are films that you haven't seen before. Why are you saying there are? Like there are every film. <laughs> I mean, in in fairness. We did discuss how I hadn't seen The Godfather, so yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal, really. But I think you're right. I think this is a film that I you wouldn't have immediately attributed to to me no, having really. seen. No, no. But then I don't know because you've seen like The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller and things. Maybe it was just a natural progression to say, oh well, well I'll do it just because. Indeed. It kind of carries on almost a little uh, bit. E- exactly. Now, if you haven't already guessed, we are talking this episode back in our familiar wheelhouse of the 1980s. Is it? Is the 1980s where like most classics were born? No, you just no? don't want to watch anything older. <laughs> well, we've watched. Okay, no, I mean we've watched Rocky. We've watched Blues Brothers. When was Rocky out? Rocky? Rocky was 1970s. Oh. I must have been just. I'm, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm fairly certain it was 1970s. Godfather was definitely 1970s. Yeah. I mean, we have yet to go further back than early 1970s, but I feel like a lot of classics, or what's defined as being a classic nowadays has spawned out of the 80s with this whole resurgence of 80s nostalgia coming to light, getting getting rebirthed, as yeah. it were, by modern day carrying things on. It's things like Stranger Things, it's things like the new Ghostbusters, it's things like anything that's inspired by the Goonies, it's Cobra Kai... Yeah, that's because now is the time when people that were born in the 80s 
are well not born in the 80s but people that grew up in the 80s are remembering the 80s nostalgic age yeah that's why (laughs) they're looking back going god we didn't we didn't realize how good we had it we weren't old enough for people to be doing that about the 70s yeah 10 years 20 years ago no i suppose not the threat of nuclear war is so much more appealing when you look at it 40 years later. (laughs) So we are heading back to 19... As I started saying earlier, we are heading back in our Wayback Machine to 1986 today to take a look at the John Hughes written but not directed Pretty in Pink. Now, I don't know whether this technically falls into the John Hughes-verse that we talked about when we were watching Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Do you remember I mentioned this? That there's somehow, like, some weird connection between all of John Hughes' movies. So there was this theory that basically all of John Hughes' movies kind of take place in the same universe. Right. I mean, yeah, probably. It's it's all in school and... Yeah. Pretty much looks every like every other one. Yeah, and that Ferris Bueller and Uncle Buck and all of these other things that he's directed all take place in the same kind of cinematic u- cinematic universe. Right. Before cinematic universes were really a, <laughs> a real thing. Before Marvel started bringing that everywhere. Before everyone started to try and copy Marvel and uh, create their dark universes or their DC universes. You you kids today with your dark universes, your DC universes. Where's your John Hughes universe like I grew up with in the 80s, <laughs> eh? You didn't grow up with that in the 80s. <laughs> no, I didn't, but I like, to, <laughs> I like to pretend that I'm a crotchety old man sometimes. I, sometimes People I just... People who grew up in the 80s are old men. Well, hey, wow. look, sometimes... Well, well, I know, if you grew up in the 80s, it implies that you were born in the 70s, You're right? Old. Well, because if you are old <laughs> enough... 2021. No, but if you were old enough in the 80s to be... Yeah, but when you grow the up age in... that the kids are in this 1986 movie. Yeah, in their 50s. <laughs> yeah. That's not old. I would just start to fully embrace my crotchety old man <laughs> nature about me. In your 50s? Uh, I mean, I'm starting to I'm starting to adopt it now and I'm 34, Amber. <laughs> you know? Wow. The more the, the more I injure myself, the more my joints hurt, that's the more your, I, yeah. That's your problem, not anyone else's. Hey, look, I can't help that I'm clumsy, so I might as well just lean into it, <laughs> adopt my crotchety old man status, and just go, you don't know how good you had it back in the 80s. Crotchety, what does that even mean? Well, I mean... Itchy crotch. That's no! That's why you're <laughs> irritated. Yes, that's exactly why I'm irritated. No, not you, but I just mean that word in general. <laughs> I'm really irritated right now. Because that can't... That... Just, I'm mostly irritated right now and crotchety because it's hot up here. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the middle of another damn heat wave. So, yeah. Why do we keep doing this whenever it gets hot? As soon as it gets hot outside, you're like, let's go to the attic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best time to Every do time. it. It's the best time to do it. It angries up the blood. Gets better content. I don't want to be angry. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about Pretty in Pink? 
I think we should. (laughs) So this is one of the only John Hughes movies, even though it's not really a John Hughes directed movie. He wrote it though. It's one of the few movies by him that I haven't seen. I don't. I also shockingly don't think I've seen Sixteen Candles, and I don't think I've seen maybe one other film that he's done. But considering how much I've enjoyed John Hughes movies throughout my life, it strikes me as weird that I haven't seen Pretty in Pink, which is something that. I don't know that it gets referenced a lot. It does quite well. It's like, it's style. He gets referenced a lot. Yes. He gets used a lot. Yeah. And the the plot and basis yeah, of yeah. this film is kind of something that gets re- not replicated fully, but is a big inspiration behind things like She's All That and well you know, I, I was kind of i don't know whether i was mixing it up with something else with something else but i was expecting it to be a bit different i was expecting him to actually say oh yeah it was a dare i wasn't actually i didn't actually want to go out with you yeah or to have that thing where she would everyone would go oh she's so irritating and horrible she always looks like a carpet and then she turns up to prom and everyone's like, oh, wow. But no, she turned up to prom still looking like a carpet because she'd made that dress that didn't fit her properly. And everyone was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and yet inexplicably were still impressed by it. Not impressed, but they were just surprised that she turned up. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, it's it's shocking to me that I haven't seen this, really, because this is considered to be a pretty big part of 80s kind of romantic comedy in a way. Okay. I don't know if you can really call it a romantic comedy. It is coming of age, Yeah. isn't it? It's not comedy in the way that Ferris Bueller is a comedy. I don't know. I don't know. It's like a... It's definitely teen drama, though. Yeah, yeah. Total teen drama. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I wasn't aware of the names that were involved in this film. I didn't really realise until I did a little bit of research into the film that John Cryer I told you. The you did tell me. The other day he was in it. Yeah. Like three days ago. And, <laughs> and I immediately forgot. Oh, right, right. I don't know. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I wasn't aware of the names that were involved in this film. I was I was quite surprised to see the lineup of talent. <laughs> Three people. Yeah. And Harry Dean Stanton as well, who is a name that I recognise, but a face... Yeah, I don't know him. ...that I, I don't know that I've kind of would be able to place in other things. But Did I've heard the up? name... Did you look him up? I will do. But I've heard the name placed around a lot. And it's one of these names that I kind of hear used a lot in in other things and it's like ah i don't know that i've seen him in anything and now i've never heard of him anyway oh he was the dad harry dean stanton yeah yeah. i thought you were talking about the bodyguard (laughs) no why did i think you were talking about the security guard no yeah harry dean stanton has been in loads of stuff i've seen him in loads of things like like alien oh right 
See now that oh, I've he made that connection. Well. Yeah. See now that I've made that connection in my head to seeing him in one other thing that I reckon. It's a weird thing. Like he was in the Avengers. The Avengers. No, Avengers. Yeah. Yes, the Avengers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when you said the Avengers, I thought you meant like the one with Joanna Lumley. <laughs> Joanna. No. No, I know. I know which one you meant. <laughs> I, I was. I was saying it as in what the Avengers. Oh, guess what else he was in. I don't know, but you're gonna make me guess anyway, no, aren't I'm you? I'm not gonna make you guess. Oh, okay, that's right. Thank you. Phew. <laughs> I didn't want to play that game. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, I th- I thought he was. Oh, he yeah, died yeah. in 2017, and he was 91. Yeah. And actually, to be fair, he looked 91 then. <laughs> what in 1986? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did look a little worse for wear in 1986. He was in The Godfather Part Two. Oh, okay, that's another one that we haven't seen, though. I thought that was kind of... Yeah, I know, but I thought that was kind of almost fitting, almost. It was. It was almost Because it, it could be coming up, you know? It could be coming up. Who was it? Yeah, there? on our two-year in anniversary. 2012, in 2012, he would have been... Yes, you can do maths. 86? Yes. That's crazy. He was in Avengers when he was 86. I mean, he was still working, credit to him. Maybe he was just somebody's old voice. <laughs> I think he might have been. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I feel like I recognise seeing his face. That's actually weird because James Spader is also in Avengers. Yes. He well, he's technically in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, but he was also in the Avengers because he must have been. There must have been a bit of the end, was there? Like a, I or like a teaser or something. Don't know. I don't he's think so. In it. Is he weird? <laughs> oh yeah, he's cre- No, he's credited as Ultron. Though. Yeah, in the Avengers. Weird. I don't know why they credited him as that in that because that had nothing to do with him in there. What are you looking that up on Google? Yeah. Oh no, it's not trustworthy. IMDb or nothing. It's got to go on AMDb, <laughs> Amber's Movie Database. <laughs> Come on, we've got to add that no, in. I don't know. We've got to make sure we fact check these things for Google, Amber's Movie Database. No, I, thought, I thought that Google got their casting from IMDb. Well, I mean, apparently not. Anyway, as we do every episode, we are nearly a quarter of the way into this episode and we have not even done this bit yet. Sorry, can I just say though? No. You know how... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to anyway. You know how I just said I thought you were talking about the security guard when you mentioned Harry... Yeah, that's Andrew Dice Clay. No, why does it sound the same? Anyway, when you were talking about... Because they've both got three names and the middle one is a D. When you were talking about Harry Dean Stanton and I said, oh, I thought you were talking about security guard. Guess what he was in the Avengers? A, a security, security guard. guard. <laughs> yeah. How did I not, how did I, how did I know that? <laughs> Maybe because Joss Whedon is just a really big fan of him and he wanted to put him in somewhere. I don't know. So, as we do every episode, and as I said, we're, we're, a, we're a long way into this episode to do this bit now, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's something that we do every episode. Come on, every, then. All right. Come on, then. Good God. Every episode, we get the person that hasn't seen the film before to write a synopsis of what they thought the film was going to be before having watched it. Usually... I get you to do this. Oh, yeah, you see, I get to do it, yeah, because I've never seen you do films. Spoiler alert, that's actually what I sound like when we talk about these things. <laughs> but this time, it's me. I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. So, Amber. What? 
would you like to know what I thought Pretty in Pink was going to be about before watching the film? No. Okay, all right. Well, this <laughs> this has been a lot of build up for yeah. nothing, then, hasn't it? This is very awkward. I do want to hear. Okay, it. all right. Okay. Shall I read it to you in my uh, no, my Rob Schneider? No, whatever you're going to say, it's no. <laughs> Rob Schneider. No. Please no. no. Okay, all right. It might turn into that anyway. No, I don't. don't. Know. I'll try I not to. I'll try to. <laughs> I'll try to regress it to the back of my mind so I can read it properly. A teenage girl is trying to get her big time crush to go to the prom with her, but he doesn't notice her at all. So, with the help of her best guy friend, she gets a makeover and some tips and tricks to land the guy she's after. Little does she know. Her friend has a crush of his own. Kind of. I mean, it's that's, that's like actually that is that is what I thought it was about, and I got it wrong. Oh, okay. I mean, you'd seen you. I mean, you hadn't seen the whole of this film, but you'd seen a lot of it. I before. guess maybe I hadn't seen the very end, and that's probably why it didn't make a lot of sense. Right. Because I kept thinking that he was going to say, "Ha ha, no, it was just a joke." But he didn't. No. <laughs> he didn't. No. And she didn't have to change herself like in your old anti-feminist film. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I mean, okay. So I would like to, I, I would like to point out right now that wasn't what I was going for, <laughs> anti-feminist. I just thought it was one of these like. So the reason that I thought this film was such a big deal and iconic and everything like that was because. Everything yeah, after that. that. It started yeah. off the whole like, yeah. oh my god, she takes off oh, her glasses, glasses, lets her yeah. hair out, <laughs> yeah. and magically she's like incredibly beautiful. As if she hasn't been this entire time. She's just been wearing glasses yeah. for some reason. Like I thought it was that like I didn't realise that actually it's not to do with the makeover aspect it's to do with like this classist aspect yeah and actually he kind of realizes and not he changes and not her really so that's quite good it's a nice part it's a good part of the film that she doesn't have to change who she is to get what she wants in the end i mean thinking about it this film is more revolutionary now than I think we give it credit for. No, it was really popular. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I think, if anything, it's more relevant still yeah. today. Yeah, if they made something like this now, it would be important, I think. Yeah, because it's like, she's from, quote, unquote, the, the other side of the tracks. Yeah. You know, well, I think that's actually literal at yeah, one point is, because yeah. she gets him to drop her <laughs> drop off. Drop me over the track. Yeah, drop me off the train track. He doesn't anywhere. He goes. No, to he, house no, no, no. So it is kind of a thing about showing it doesn't matter what your roots are, what your origins are. It's it's your strength of character hmm. that comes through in the end. Yeah, and actually that holds as much weight today as it did back in 1986 and if anything is far less superficial than things like she's all that or it's netflix sequel uh. he's all that <laughs> 
which in some ways is even more superficial. Why? Well, because it's about getting social media likes, isn't it? uh... It's about social media popularity, the new one. I don't know. Because it's about how many hits it can get on TikTok. She's an influencer. But she got shamed. So she she wanted to try and do something to help someone else instead of get herself back up there. She was helping someone else. Have you seen this film? No. Sounds like you've seen it. The advert or the trailer or whatever is basically the entire film. Okay. Oh, what rubbish. Oh, I hate it when films do, when uh, trailers do that, don't you? No, hate it when they get it. Oh, okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. So there were a few things that obviously I noticed about this film while watching it. There's only a few, only a few. But one thing that obviously struck me the most is, as we've already started kind of hitting upon, there is the superhero comic book origins connection here. James James Spader yeah. played Ultron yeah. in Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Right? John Cryer plays Lex Luthor in oh. the CW superhero verse, <laughs> okay. DC superhero verse. <laughs> oh, right. So there's that whole kind of comic book connection there. They oh. both went on to play comic book <laughs> villains, like big time comic book villains. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Except James Spader didn't have to shave his head for it. Why? What did they do? Well, James Spader was just a voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was just the voice of Ultron. <laughs> I got confused about which one you were talking John about. John Cryer had to shave his head yeah, to John be like No, surely that's not actually his real head. No, I definitely think no, it is. Well, maybe. I definitely remember reading something yeah, about him Yeah, maybe it was, because actually he doesn't have a lot of hair now. Yeah. So maybe he just got rid of it anyway. I find it a little weird strange almost that John Cryer went from being in this film in a major role and it's a seriously recognisable film to doing Two and a Half Men. Now it's not that that's a step down it's also not that it's a step up either but I find (laughs) it weird that He's been in this really recognisable 80s film and now is more recognised for being in Two and a Half Men. Yeah, but not to people of a certain age. And I guess not. It, it wasn't super recognisable then. Pretty <laughs> You're only pink. saying that now because it's a big film still after all this time. Yeah, but I it was suppose like, It was so. only a regular film then. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I suppose that is right. Also, it was once Friends came off the air, it was one of the biggest money-making shows that they had. Charlie Sheen was yeah. at one point the highest-paid TV actor. And still should be. Am I right? <laughs> He's not even on TV anymore. Am I right, Charlie Sheen? If you're listening, don't <laughs> worry. We're uh, we're totally behind you. He knows. We know that you're winning. <laughs> totally winning. Don't don't ruin it. He was nice to me. He was nice to you <laughs> when he met you. He, you definitely had a moment. No, I met him. He didn't meet yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, he definitely met you. Come on. That was a moment there, wasn't it? <laughs> that photo stays up on the wall every single day. 
<laughs> I'm not going to take it down and put it away no. <laughs> It's a signed Charlie Sheen photo. <laughs> I'm just going to put it away for the week. <laughs> no, anyway, I just found it weird that he was in this hugely kind of popular film. I know, but I don't know if it was hugely popular then. That's what I mean. And anyway, he was in loads of different stuff. He did... Um... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Says it all, doesn't it? I just couldn't remember what it was called. Hot Shots. Yes, you're right. He was. He was. I forgot that he was in I that very feel like he's, Yeah, he's done a few. He did a few things. I mean, he is kind of good at comedy, I have to say. He does comedy very well. <laughs> oh, no. I think he does. Uh, yeah, but he was such a schmuck. I do. <laughs> but he's but he's good at being a schmuck. Yeah. He knows his wheelhouse. That's the thing. I know because I was thinking when I was watching this film. I mean, okay, fine. He was heartbroken and sad that his friend that he loved didn't love him back and went on a date with another man and maybe was going to be in a relationship with somebody else. Oh, that's so sad. But I mean, he spent every single day of his life borderline harassing her. And she ignored him and rolled her eyes and every single time. And then he was surprised that she didn't go out with him instead. How is that a surprise? I mean, I, I you shouldn't be surprised by this point. No, she because she did everything to show him that she wasn't interested. <laughs> and then it's like the entitlement as well of him saying, oh, I would have died for you and he's just going to chuck you away. And it's like, okay, fine. Just because you're a boy, she's a girl, you like her, doesn't mean that she has to like you. No, she you're do, right. She doesn't, like, she doesn't owe you liking you, you know? Are we, are we f- coming down to the origins of the friend zone here? Is this, like, the first instance on <laughs> film of there being a friend zoning in, in, in film? Where literally it's almost said outrightly that she doesn't owe him anything for her for his friendship to her. Well, she wants to be really good. Well, maybe, yeah. Because she wants to be really good friends with him and she wants to be his friend still and she cares about him, but she doesn't want to be in a relationship with him. Yeah. That's fine. Like, no, she, exactly. like she said, the, the guy I like asked me out and I wanted to go out with him. So what? Yeah. Like, she's not going to say no just because you like her. <laughs> yeah, Ducky. She doesn't have That to. is your real name. It's not. It's, it's Paul. Not. No, it's not. It's Dale, isn't it? I thought it was, I thought it was Paul. I thought I don't it was know. Dale. Something like that. <laughs> Something weird. I don't Something know. Something weird. But, I mean, the, the counter side of that is that, actually, at the end it does kind of work out for him because there's he like... He does realise, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, he does realise that, oh, well, you know, she doesn't like Life me. Life goes like, on. Yeah, she doesn't like me like that, but I can still be friends yeah. with her. And I can't make her do that. And that's what he said. I can't like you anymore now because she liked someone else. Yeah, which is a kind of childish, immature thing to say. Like, I can't like you because you like him. But, I mean, it's fair, though, because, well, yeah, don't like her, then. Fine. Yeah. She's told you for how many years that she's not interested. <laughs> Maybe you should have done this sooner. Yeah, there is that. Well, I mean, that's true. But then it wouldn't be very much of a friend if he had done that. But but no, I do I mean, like maybe the... Maybe he should have realised sooner. Yeah. But I do like the moment where it kind of turns out for him in the end, because... You know, there is that moment where he gets a different girl and is like, yeah. oh, okay, well, you moved on pretty quick there. Like, yeah, your feelings obviously bothered. feelings obviously weren't that hurt 
by the whole situation. But I appreciate the fact that you've come to terms with it rather quickly. (laughs) Excellent. C'est la vie at 17, I suppose. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's young. He's bounced back. Yeah. But there was that little quick fourth wall break, which I did appreciate. Yeah, John Hughes. That's a little John Hughes thing. Even though he didn't direct it or anything, but he could have written that in. Mm. He did look very Ferris Bueller at that point as well, I've got to say. Oh, I know this isn't about Ferris Bueller, but I saw the end of Ferris Bueller the other day and I was like, oh. It's a great film. I know. I mean, I still think that Ferris <laughs> Bueller is like. I love it when like... he's in bed and he like he like because like he makes it to bed just yeah. before his mum and dad open the bedroom door, and then they're like, "Oh, how are you?" and being all like sympathetic, and he like <laughs> and he like puts the cover right up to his face and he's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ferris Bueller is such a great film. That Although it's I don't like, like how he tells his girlfriend that he loves her, then runs off runs in between two girls in bikinis and he's like, oh, I'm Ferris, I'm Ferris. You literally just told that woman that you loved her. Well, yeah, there is that, <laughs> but I think it's almost like that's done for purely for comedy effect. Yeah, right. But, so, because you think the whole time he's breaking the fourth wall, yeah. right? So you almost think, well, maybe he's doing that because he knows it's going to be funny for breaking, people for people him, yeah. that are watching. That's yeah, how I, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> Justifying Ferris Bueller again. <laughs> God. Move on. No, it's fine. It's no. fine, it's fine. I mean, it's just such a great film, isn't it? <laughs> I've, I kind of feel... How'd you get to be so sweet? <laughs> Dip me in sugar. <laughs> That's not what he says. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, like, he says something like, you dipped me in sugar when I was a baby. <laughs> Something like that. I think that's what no, he says. That's what Peter Griffin says in Family Guy. <laughs> that might be what I'm thinking of. I'm not sure. People that are listening can feel free to correct me if you want. I'm relatively certain that I know John Hughes pretty no, he well. Say that. The reason why I know he didn't say that is because when I watched it the other day and she said, How did you get to be so sweet? My brain went, He's gonna do the Peter Griffin thing and that's why they got it that's where they got it from, and then he didn't. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Consider me wrong. I can't remember what he said. I tried to remember, but I forgot. We interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool. You're interested? Interested. Excellent. I'm glad you said that because Greenbird gift baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customizable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird gift baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird gift baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? 
And now, we return to your regularly scheduled programming. So, I noticed a uh, couple of things while I was watching this, and one of them leads nicely into a first bit of Pretty in Pink trivia time. Oh, Pip TT. Pip TT. Pip TT. It was the high school. You mentioned the high school. Yeah, literally, it's the, yeah. like, the school that's in every single bloody thing going. It literally is. Looks like every high school that there ever. is ever. <laughs> because it's just so plain and so ordinary. And the exterior is just so recognisable that it like, has to be a school. Yeah, I've seen American high schools in different places. And I've never seen one that looked like that. So I don't even know where they think about that <laughs> well would you like to know the first bit of pretty in pink trivia time okay okay oh thank you very much i didn't know that you were going to do that it, do, it does eventually we're going to a few episodes down <laughs> the line like... <laughs> hopefully it's very gradual so that we... <laughs> there's a little bit of asmr for you listeners there <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Unexpected ASMR out the right field there. It's not why you tuned in, but it's why you're going to stay now. So, some trivia for you. Nice, really short bit of trivia. This film, Pretty in Pink, was filmed at the same Los Angeles high school where Grease in 1978 was made. That's so weird because I've walked past the school... <laughs> I've walked past that. Yep. Maybe you've walked past it too. Yeah. Because it's in Venice. It is. Near Venice. I don't remember it looking like that. Well, it, well, okay, in fairness, we didn't visit it when it was in 1986, did we? No, I don't remember it looking like that in Greece. No, well, I mean, it maybe It was a big the... white building. There was no brick on it. Well, maybe the exterior was a different shot, but the interior was all the same. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. I'm pretty certain all of the interior was the same, Los Angeles High School. I mean, the exterior might have been different, but they might have put different stuff over it for Greece. Yeah. I don't know. Or they might have redone it for because this. When, well, I don't know, because when you walk past it, it looks like the one from Greece, and that was in the 70s. Yeah. Well, maybe they put stuff over the exterior of it for this Yeah, film. maybe I the exterior know. was like not real or something, and then the interior was the same. I just, I, I'm finding it hard to tell whether you're disbelieving this actual piece of <laughs> factual, factually proven evidence or whether it's How just like it you're confused by it. How is it? A bit of both, actually. Well, I can tell you it is factually true. It is filmed at the same Los Angeles <laughs> school that Greece was. Whether you're confused because you thought it was different in your head, it is the same place. I can promise you. That's not what we just watched on the outside. No, it isn't. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They put different stuff over it. Yeah, on the outside. Yeah. That's why I said when we go, when you go past it now, it looks like the grease one. It doesn't look like that one. That's why I said it couldn't have been the outside. Probably not. No. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's a different side to the school. That no. school probably has a back as well as a front, <laughs> you know? I there know. Are, schools but... are not just two-dimensional, Amber. They're, they're, they 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 encompass a whole area. No, but the part in the film that we've just watched looked very grand, so that must have been the entrance, because that would just be weird. I don't know. Wow. Well, that was a useless bit of <laughs> trivia there, wasn't it? 
I thought that was going to be really impressive for you, but you really didn't seem to like that. Wow. Okay. I'm just thinking. Gonna I'm... have to really work at the next bit of trivia for this, aren't I? No, <laughs> Good I'm... lord. I'm just thinking it must have been the inside. That's all. Well, yeah, it probably was. It yeah. probably also was the outside as well, but just a different part of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> So I didn't realise until I was actually watching this film that uh, I didn't realise that walking in and having really shifty eyes was actually an attractive quality. <laughs> it's not. He looked like he was going to steal something. I thought that's what he was about to do. <laughs> he looked so suspicious. It was the most suspicious I've that's seen anyone look. <laughs> that's why it makes it seem like he um, was doing it for a bet or a dare or something because he was walking in and like it was like he was on purpose trying to find her and see if she was looking. It was just weird. Yeah. So so since when is that an attractive quality <laughs> to have? She liked it. She liked it. Apparently she did. Blaine. I Blaine. That is your real name. Can I ask? Blaine McDonough. Can I ask? I'm sure you can. What household appliance he was referring to when he said... That's the name of a household appliance or kitchen appliance or something. I, do you know, I was sat there for ages trying to work that out. It must have been an American thing in the 80s that was called I think Blaine. it might be it like, like a, a blender a or something. Of, yeah, yeah. A brand of blender Yeah. or something. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I was like, what? Blender. Blender. <laughs> it's a blender and a plane. Food blender. I don't know. But yeah, I was trying to work that out for yeah, a while. Yeah, that was weird. As well. We Obviously, we're not part of that intimate group of people that knows what that is. No, clearly. We're too young. Clearly. We're so privileged. Even though this was literally made the year before I was born. Yeah, so what? You Yeah, you were still too young to... You didn't know what it was then. No, probably, I probably wouldn't. No. And even if I did, I don't know that we would have got it over here. It's an American <laughs> appliance. It wouldn't have worked well, in our plugs, would it? No. You'd need an no. adapter for that. You could never get an adapter then. You you need to have an adapter and you'd have to have make sure it's on the right wattage as well. Otherwise, it would blow up <laughs> and it would just be awkward. And then you'd order it from America. And back then, you'd need to have to call a premium rate number to get it ordered because the internet wasn't really around so you couldn't do internet ordering and then you'd have to wait like two to three months for it to turn up because they wouldn't freight it over by airmail because airmail costs more so you'd have to wait for it to come over on a shipment right and then it gets here and it's all awkward instructions and you realize that some bits are missing out of the package and then you have to call the premium rate number again to get them to send the extra part over. And then you realise that you've bought the wrong adapter for it. It's all just awkward. So anyway, another thing I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing. I, that was just a weird tangent I decided to go on there. I don't know. Blaine is the name of a kitchenware company. They sometimes do fridges and stuff. See, that's exactly why I told that story, because I was stalling so that you could <laughs> look that up. I looked it up way long before you started. Oh, well, you could have told me so that I wouldn't have had to make this long, elongated joke. Right, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I think it paid off. How come at this school the PE uniforms 
look like high fashion jumpsuits. Yeah, I love them. What was that about? I love them. Because, well, they were, they were basically just like polo shirts and shorts that had the same colour. Right, but they looked like they had the belt round them as well. So it looked like it was all one piece. It, it looked yeah, like it a did. jumpsuit. I don't know if they were just... It's a play suit when it's shorts. A play suit. <laughs> Thank you for that correction. Me <laughs> showing my encumbranced Y no, chromosome I just wanted you to there. get it right, just in case you wanted yes. to shop for one. Well... <laughs> You know, they do rompers for guys Yeah, that's now. what they are. They're so, But they're called rompers, not play suits. Frankly, in this weather, I might as well start wearing it. Am I right? Yeah, it might yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be good. Yeah, I might not be so crotchety. <laughs> yeah, I just A bit look... of ballroom. <laughs> Much like a good hotel, I like to have plenty of ballroom. Yeah, um, no, I, can't, I couldn't tell if it was all in one or whether it was just that they had tucked the top into the shorts and it had a belt loop on it because it was the 80s I don't know <laughs> no I no from what I could see I thought it was all, all in, in one, one because right. I thought that the belt around them kind of fastened the whole thing. I don't know but the, the, it was the fact that it looked like high fashion it was, they were so cool for PE uniforms they were cool though yeah well this is what I'm saying like what happened to the like awful material polo shirts oh. and like glossy short well, I don't football know. Maybe shorts america has better stuff well i mean yeah we know that we've got the blaine company <laughs> over there that we keep trying to order stuff from but every time it turns up we've got the wrong adapter for it so we know america has a better stuff but we can't use it over here because our adapters aren't right it's on a different they don't even wattage. have to wear a uniform at school they don't that would have been a bit annoying, though, because I wouldn't have known what to wear every single day of my life. Oh, I was already late to school every day. I would have been, like, ten times later if I had to try and pick out an outfit as well. That's why I can never get to work on time. Especially if you had to make the outfit before, <laughs> before going went, as well. Yeah. If you had to sit there and sew the outfit out of other outfits <laughs> that you already had. If you had to sit there every morning and sew yourself an outfit. It reminds me of that Simpsons episode where Marge gets that one dress that's really <laughs> She turns it into five other and dresses. And she has like loads of And I oh know it's a suit. Was it a suit? It was a suit. And she turned it into like a dress and a skirt, like all this different stuff. So that it would make it look like she had more than one special expensive outfit. You just do that. You go shopping on the weekend. You get one outfit and you change it every day for five days for the school week and then get rid of it and then go out on the weekend buy a new outfit so and change it every day wow well, I don't know if it is or not for five days because Marge's was like a Chanel and it cost loads of money but she got it in the sale at like the bargain outlet yeah and so she kept wearing it because it was really expensive see Simpsons did it I mean they didn't do it before Pretty in Pink admittedly <laughs> it's not even the same it's kind of the same. No, it's not. She never wore the same outfit in a different way. No. But do you do you reckon that if you had to make your outfits <laughs> for school? No? No. That wouldn't I happen to you? Sew. I can't even sew a button on. <laughs> How am I supposed to make an outfit? I don't know. No. Is this why you is this why you struggle figuring out what to wear to work? Well, because I can't sew a button. Because you can't sew the buttons back on <laughs> if you need to. No, if the... If the buttons if, come off of this one, got to get rid of it. Yeah, if something happens to it, I just give it away. Oh, man. Let's hope no more buttons come off of your clothes then. I don't buy things with buttons. I, I buy them with money. 
Yeah, I didn't think that you meant you buying them with buttons. I didn't think that you were like saving up your buttons to take in a big jar. Excuse me, sir. Can I have this outfit, please? Okay, yeah, it's uh, it's sixteen ninety nine. I don't know why you're talking like that. But, uh, I I have my collection of buttons here. Buy a chocolate, please. Can I buy a chocolate, please? I'm giving you all my buttons. <laughs> That's a lot of buttons. <laughs> I am a hundred percent sure that it was not John Cryer who was doing those bike tricks in <laughs> no. that one no, shot. I saw at the end of the credits there was three stuntmen credited. Three? <laughs> Only one of them needed to ride the bike. <laughs> what the hell? Um. Oh no. What are these other two doing? No, they probably had. I've just thought, I've just realised. This is going to be really boring now because I have just realised probably what it's for. Ah, uh, for the fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. One each for them and then the one on the bike. Because the one on the bike can't fight. They can't use the same person, obviously. No, because he might. Because if he's in a fight on the screen, <laughs> he might be damaging his biking leg. <laughs> you know, and if he damages his biking leg, that's his bike stunt career. Gone yeah, that's way until more that heals up, yeah. and he gets more per DM for doing bike tricks than he does for <laughs> per, doing per DM. Per DM, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets more for doing bike tricks than he does for uh, stage fighting. So I don't know if that would be true. I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's harder to do. Yeah, he well, he only was doing a wheelie. I've been behind teenagers that were doing that. Yeah, well, <laughs> he stood on the bike at the end. <laughs> I know. He was riding the bike, standing on the saddle. That's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never, I've, well, pff, I haven't ridden a bike in yonks, but from what I can tell, I wouldn't be able to do that. From what I can tell, apparently, um, it's really easy to pick back up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I imagine. Some would say it is just like riding a bike. You you never really forget how to do it. So no, I'm well, certain. I'll prove them wrong. <laughs> no, I think I'd probably be able to do it. But You just defiantly gonna... sit on the bike with your legs up and wait for it to tilt over and go, <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> I told you I can't, I can't remember. Where's the engine? <laughs> where's the button? Where's where's the go button? I I was in Africa once. Well, a few times, but only this just once. That oh, wow, you dropped drop that in casually. I was <laughs> This one time when I was in Africa. <laughs> All right, let's see um, where this goes. <laughs> they, they had... <laughs> I'm interested. They had um, camel rides, which is quite sad, really. Well, yeah, a little so bit. So it shouldn't really be... I mean, but they are... Are they not known for their kind of hardiness yeah for their yeah. like for their spirit of just carrying on so they i don't literally think they are. have a problem because they were just going up and up and around this one route for wasn't that long yeah and, and then, also if i can interject you've seen how bloody big camels are right I was on it yeah so you know <laughs> carrying you is hardly going to break a sweat for a camel oh, yeah. that can size I just, can i just say there was somebody in <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I should say this or not. Absolutely, you should. <laughs> Absolutely, because I think I can already see where this is going, and I definitely think this is something that we should explore. <laughs> okay, this wasn't the part of the story that I was going to share at first. Okay. But there was a rather large member of the party 
that did get told he probably wouldn't be able to get on the camel for camel safety reasons and he had to get in a like a cart thing that was pulled by a couple of horses fair enough yeah he's literally the one that broke the camel's back not one horse (laughs) (laughs) not one horse oh man but anyway yeah anyway so they did that one little kind of route that only took didn't take very long like 20 minutes or half an hour or something and then they would lie them down they would feed them they would um, sit them in the shade for a bit and then you'd carry on again for another little while to get back to their camp and then again you saw them being fed and lying about in the shade and like it didn't, they didn't look like they were particularly bad off they were in like a really big compound thing right. so i don't think i don't think they were treated badly they didn't look like mangy or rotten like you know they didn't look like they had didn't have like yeah. fur missing or like or hair missing or whatever. Oh. <laughs> like they looked okay but i don't know i sometimes think that you probably shouldn't do that sort of stuff but anyway did it and the person that was working there who <laughs> was leading all the camels <laughs> turned around obviously they had expected two people to um be on the camel and then when they got there couldn't go on the camel because they were too large so they had two extra spare camels and the guy (laughs) as you tend to do you've always got a couple of spare camels kicking around i just turned around behind me because i heard him shouting and he was obviously trying to get attention which was annoying but turned and looked at him and he was standing on one each of these camels backs so like one foot oh my god that's (laughs) brilliant one foot on one of them and then his other foot on the other camel and they were walking and he was just standing on top of these two camels we call that camel straddling (laughs) (laughs) the technical term camel straddling yeah and you know what i don't remember how he got off (laughs) (laughs) i would imagine you just let go uh, you just drop in the middle between the two of them. You just <laughs> land. You just brace your no, core. Let go. Let go. <laughs> let, he wasn't holding on to anything. He was just standing on them. Yeah, you just jump off. You just, you just stop. <laughs> you just let the momentum just, carry you just back. Pipe yep, straight just, in the middle. <laughs> yep, just pencil. <laughs> just bring your legs together. Straight down. The camels keep going. You stay in one place. That's exactly how it works. Straight to the ground. Straight to the ground. And ironically, you're on sand, so when you drop in, you go about two feet down. <laughs> no, it was, you, just, it was just so road. You, it so was you, just road. You still hang on to the camels, and then they pull you back out again. <laughs> no, it was just road. Did you get spat on? No. Did anybody get spat on? No. Did the big one get spat on? <laughs> Did the camel look at him yeah, and go, that was like, like <laughs> hell, am I getting him on me? <laughs> Yeah, but that was Lego, and that wasn't a camel. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so, James Spader. James Spader in Pretty in he Pink. He looked weird. He did look weird. My issue is, why the hell is he getting away with having his shirt permanently open? There was one shot in this film where he had his shirt buttoned up all the way and it was at the prom yeah, and it was the last yeah. one of the last shots of the film and he was in it for like five minutes everything else you see him in he has his shirt buttoned so far down that it's like it might as well just be open now i can tell you on a hot day yeah i've been known to unbutton my shirt down to you know <laughs> have you maybe to maybe, navel. <laughs> maybe well not down to the navel no <laughs> 
like tastefully, <laughs> tastefully down to below the pectoral region. Right. All right. On a hot That's day. That's a lot. <laughs> to let some breeze through. But James Spader. James Spader's taking it that's, to a whole um, other level that's here. Hashtag 80s rich kid. They wanted that you is. to know that he sometimes went to a country club. And it's like how low down you unbutton your shirt is uh, is relevant to like how rich you are. Because <laughs> he always had the shirts open, right? But with a blazer. Yeah, over the, so so are you trying to stay cool or no. no, it's not. He just wants to get his sweaty skin over everybody's schoolwork. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. I don't know what I've seen. I obviously know his face and I know him. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I've actually seen properly seen him in anything. Well, he was in the blacklist. I know, but I didn't watch that. Which That was a TV show, wasn't it? It was. But the I saw blacklist like the first five minutes of it. Was directed by Andrew McCarthy, who played Blaine. Blaine McDonough. Blaine McDonough. And you know what? He had a weird face as well. And you know what? Andrew McCarthy also went on to uh, direct, and I think produce. I'm not sure. Might be a producer, might be a director, but I know he was involved in it. No. The most, one of the most recent big things he did, Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. So actually, he's done better directing then. Yeah. So he has done actually a lot of stuff i made a joke in the film while we were watching it saying like oh yeah sure but what's this guy done for me recently apparently orange is the the new new black Black. (laughs) that's what he's done so would you like one more bit of pretty in pink trivia time before i get you to pitch me a sequel why am i pitching you a sequel that's a very good question why are you pitching (laughs) me a sequel i don't know i can do a sequel I hadn't thought of it. You have to think of it quick. I'll have to think of it quick. Yeah, he was in the American office, wasn't he? I think so. James Spader, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was, but um, haven't really seen that either. No, I haven't really actually seen anything that he's been in apart from that. Yeah. He was in Mannequin. Have you seen Mannequin? I have. Have you? I, I have. haven't. I have. That was, yeah, well, once. I haven't. Yeah, maybe we should add that onto the list. I mean, I, t- I, I mean, I have seen it, but not to a point where I would remember anything about it. Well, that's like this with me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was like weird science when we watched weird that. Science. Weird science. Oingo, Oingo Boingo are still here. <laughs> what are they still? They're still drinking all of our milk. I don't know why. All of our milk. Yeah. Why are they drinking our milk? I don't know. It just seems like something Oingo Boingo would be doing. Trying to get their hands on my Robina. I know. Bloody Danny Elfman. He's all around the place. Oh, yeah. Bouncing off the walls. (laughs) Right. So, Pretty in Pink trivia time. Ready? (laughs) There we go. Thank you. Get this. This is going to blow your mind. It better after the last time. I mean, well... (laughs) Well, in fairness, Amber, I thought the first one was going to blow your mind. That's kind of why I opened with it. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't wasn't your fault. And I appreciate that you were catering to my interests. I was. I appreciate it. I was just a bit confused. That's all. Well, just stamp all over my ego. No, I wasn't. I'm joking. It's okay. Did you write the fact? 
Yeah, actually, I, I, I am credited with having put well, that on IMDb. Wrong, oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. Because you didn't think about oh, it. Oh, I forgot that when you put it on IMDb, it actually has to be fact. You just can't <laughs> make up any old BS and put it on there. I see. That's not how it works. That might fly on Amber's movie database, but it doesn't on IMDb. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I fact check everything on IMDb. <laughs> All right, so no, this one... <laughs> well, actually, hang on a second. You didn't believe that James Spader was Ultron in The Avengers, and I told you that, but you didn't believe that. But that's because I'm relatively certain <laughs> that that's actually not the case. Are you sure there wasn't, like, a teaser thing No, the there, there really was nothing wasn't. nothing to do with the Ultron nothing, in The Avengers. Nothing. We have to watch it again. Nothing, because they didn't know what they were going to do after The Avengers, because they didn't know if the Avengers was going to be as big a hit as they expected it to be. So they didn't know yeah, so what the tracking so was going to be. I see what you mean. So they didn't even put Ultron in there because they didn't. They probably hadn't even cast James Bader as Ultron yet. No, because the <laughs> post credit scene was Thanos in the oh. Avengers. When was the po- what was the post credit scene when they went to the kebab place? To the shawarma place? That was also Avengers. Oh, okay. So this bit of trivia time, going to blow your mind. Hopefully. I'm aiming for it to blow your mind. Are you ready? Yes. Robert Downey Jr. was almost cast as Ducky. (gasps) When the ending had Andy getting together with Ducky. Per Molly Ringwald, this ending may have stuck if Downey won the role. Because he didn't give her the brother vibe John Cryer did. So originally... Andy and Ducky were going to wind up together. Yeah, because it was Robert Downey Jr. But that got changed. The studio changed that against John Hughes's wishes. Oh, oh, okay, right. Yeah. I think it kind of makes sense, though, because they are right. They don't seem romantically involved. Yeah. It's like 13 going on 30. Have you seen that? A little, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. So, like, when they were younger... I mean, eventually, well, maybe that could be your sequel, but eventually, in 13 Going on 30, obviously she realises, but that's only because she's lived her whole life since then. Um, but when they were younger and they were together, she kind of saw him kind of like a brother yeah. and didn't want to be with him. It's kind of like that. It looks like that almost. They yeah. look like that together. Exactly. They're, they're like best was, friends. Guess who was in 13 like Going on brother 30? And sister. Yeah. The Hulk. The Hulk. Mark Ruffalo. This is all coming back. <laughs> yeah. And Gina Garofalo. What? <laughs> In Garofalo. What? No, I'm joking. What are you talking about? Who's Gina Garofalo? <laughs> it's all right. That was a family guy joke. Oh. oh I'll cut that, that out. Yeah, no. Mark Ruffalo was in that. So another superhero connection. And... Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Um, Electra. Yeah. Yeah, although not Marvel Cinematic Universe, that no. was that was previous. But yeah, she was also yeah. I suppose that no, is another. No, but John Cryer wasn't Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you brought that up. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That was the uh, DC TV universe. You are right. You are right. <laughs> a sequel, a sequel to Pretty in Pink. I don't yeah. know that you could do a sequel to yeah, something like um, this. I don't know that you could... Yeah, like 30 yeah. years later and they're divorced and she's going to have a ducky instead because she realised that. Oh, yeah. Story. Yeah, I suppose so. But... And I think that if they had Robert Downey Jr. in that role, I don't know. Would that be... 
That would be vastly different, I think. I think Yeah, it, it would be really different because he looks more of like a more of a Playboy type and like a yeah, rugby type. It would be harder to buy Robert yeah. Downey Jr. as being as much of a schmuck. Yeah, as I suppose. John Cryer is. I I could probably picture Robert Downey Jr. doing that whole music miming scene that Can John you? Cryer does. I can't. That's a I could I probably think. picture him doing that, but I don't know if he would do it as well and as naturally yeah. as John Cryer did. John Cryer just kind of walked in and he just started doing it, and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of seems like something he would do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's. I don't know that Robert Downey Jr. would be able to do that like as naturally. It would seem like it was being a bit forced. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. If Robert Downey Jr. was doing that role, it would seem a little bit more Playboy like. It'd be a bit too. It is true. He'd be a bit too pretty. They should be together. Yeah. But I think it works better in this. Yeah. And like I said, for a sequel, I don't know that you could do one without it kind of cheapening a lot of the plot here. Yeah. But I guess a sequel would literally just be where are they in 20 years' yeah, time? Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah. You know? Like, what are their, what are their families about, like? It would be about their children instead. It, oh, my like, God, it would be. It would Ducky's be their kids. child and her child would going be Going to school together, together yeah. yeah. And their best friends. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe their kids wind up together because they couldn't. And they have a little moment that, like, oh, well, we couldn't get together, but (laughs) our kids did. And they're happy. Oh, that's nice, actually. (laughs) That's nice. Actually, do you know know what? I think that would be a nice sequel. I've convinced myself. They have this, like, unspoken moment. They don't do sequels anymore. They do Netflix specials. Yeah. So it would be, like, a couple of shows on Netflix or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they would have just this, like, unspoken telepathic moment of going, do you know what? It, it kind of did work out for us in the yeah. end. Even if it's somewhat indirectly. Because I've got a weird... Like, maybe her kid is, like, the kind of the weirdo boy. Her one. Her kid would be the boy. Yeah, the kind of weirdo one. And then his kid is, like, the the straight-laced bookish yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So they're kind of, like, opposite from what their parents are. Yeah. Because kids don't want to be like their parents, do they? No. No. But, yeah, I've kind of convinced myself that actually... Unless your parent's Johnny Depp. Well, yeah, there is that, I suppose. That's (laughs) true. So, I have one last bit of trivia that I thought was kind of cool that I will tell you. And then we will get a rating off of me. Yes, you. Me this time. Keep thinking about what he's going to be out of, please. Oh, my <laughs> God. I don't even know. So, trivia time. When Ducky gets thrown into the girls' bathroom, he says regarding the tampon machine, we don't have a candy machine in the boys' room. This was ad-libbed by John Cryer. I was going to say... You made that up. I was going to say to you, I've heard that there's quite a lot of pl- parts in the film that he improvised Ad-libbed. a lot i can imagine he that. kind of did say later that actually james spader gave quite a lot of contribution to that as well but oh, he didn't cool. have any funny things to say so i don't know what that meant yeah not really <laughs> well maybe it was just kind of playing off of one another or something maybe he I meant he um it was his choice to open the shirt so much <laughs> <laughs> going with the open shirt look yeah 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think... That, the, appl- that's, that appliance thing, major appliance, that was an ad lib apparently as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So I don't know. Not, not maybe. No, it was. That's what it said. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'd believe that. Yeah, I believe that John Cryer so. maybe made... Maybe he's funnier than I thought he was. Yeah, well, I mean, I would, again, I would believe that. I'd believe that, actually, the reason he's in this film is because of the natural vibe that he kind of gave off. Yeah. And I find it funny that we're not talking as much about Andrew McCarthy being that he was the other lead in this film. But that's because... He didn't really seem like the lead, though, did he? He wasn't even in it that much. (laughs) No, he didn't. And also, it's kind of because... I don't recognise him from a lot of other things. No, I don't. At first, when I saw him walking through the door in the record shop, I thought for a split second it was John Cusack. It is like, pretty John Cusack. They made Cusack. him kind of have I that think hair it's, yeah. of like when he was in that film where he holds up that boombox thing. Say anything. <laughs> yeah. Lloyd Dobler. kind of looked like that a little bit. Yeah. And I thought for a split second that it was him, but then obviously when I saw his shifty, weird eyes, I realised it wasn't. I thought he was tweaking out for a second. <laughs> that was so yeah. bizarre. No. I mean, he was okay. Like, his character was okay. He didn't do anything actually really horrible. No. And he, and he kind of... He didn't really stand up for her too much, but he stood up for a bit. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just found it weird that there was this moment in the middle of the film where he just kind of almost went off of her. Yeah, well, And it's just like... There? I don't know what... It's like, yeah. it's never really explained. He just, like... Ghosts are. Is that again? Is this the origins of ghosting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind we of. We found the origins like... of the friend zone. We found the origins of ghosting. Yeah. This was way ahead of its time. Maybe he was just um, thinking to himself, like, because you know, she had the conversation with her dad, where you know, is it worth it? Well, isn't it worth it? That type of thing. Yeah. Maybe he was kind of just doing that. Yeah. With himself. Because he did say that he at the end he had this moment of you know realizing that maybe yeah. he wasn't good enough for her and yeah, it's not the yeah. other way around. Mm. And yeah, so that's so maybe that he was, was looking around at his friends and going. Yeah, he was oh, like, oh, I can't be even friends with these people. Yeah, exactly. So maybe he had that realize, but he never has that realization on screen. No, well, that's so strange. it seems really out of place, and that's the one thing that I think kind of brings this film back a little bit for me it's because it was that moment i was like well where's the connection there but i suppose it's because it's about her really and not about him so it doesn't yeah. matter what he's decided that's true it's, it's and you're seeing her. it from her perspective yeah. as well so you don't really know what's going on because she doesn't really know what's going yeah on. yeah yeah i suppose that makes sense i thought i thought she was um i thought she was good actually molly ringwald was was good in this i mean molly ringwald is lip biting thing going on when i was weird (laughs) yeah i know that's a that's a weird like teenager she just decided that character was gonna do that a lot i think i think she does that a fair bit in um breakfast club as well a little bit i don't know maybe but yeah i mean molly ringwald is generally speaking pretty good in most things that she appears in she was one of these actresses at the time that was a yeah, hot she was commodity in everything, literally yeah. everything. um i think yeah no she was good i liked the like the char- her character and her dad's character together they had that nice relationship which was nice yeah and her dad harry dean stanton i'm going back <laughs> to him go. now i do have to say he played the dad in this really well because 
it would have been really easy to have the dad be like a bossy, like, yeah. oh, what are you staying out so late? Blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Like, kind of yeah. a deadbeat. But actually, the dad knows that he has to be really understanding. He knows that he has to be relatable for her. He knows he has to be her go-to yeah. for things. And actually, they kind of support yeah, one another. Nice. Because, yeah, nice. you know, her mum isn't around anymore. And, I, and, you know, I expected the father-daughter relationship to go kind of differently yeah. throughout the film than it actually did. And that was a nice surprise yeah, to me. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, um, yeah. I think I actually liked this film. <laughs> I think I liked this film maybe a little bit more than what I expected. But maybe not as much to, for me to say, I don't know why I didn't see this film before. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because you thought it was going to be just like a regular teen drama. So it's yeah. going to be like, ah. And actually, there was a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, there was more substance. But it's, it's still not the type of thing yeah. that you would go out of your way to find. Oh, I didn't come out of this film going, where the hell has Pretty in Pink yeah, been well, no, exactly. all my life? This has changed my outlook on life. <laughs> And I am now going to be the fullest me that I can. I'm going to wear round black glasses and a bolo to... Oh, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> that one time, okay? That one time. You have to remind me. I don't even see it. No, I know. So, shall I, so shall I give it a rating then? Yes, please give it a rating. So... What did you think of this film and what is it out of? Well, this is the thing because every episode, the person that hasn't seen the film has to give it a rating, but every episode, the rating, what it's out of, changes. So, I have thought long and hard about what this rating is going to be. Don't laugh when I say long and hard. That's childish. (laughs) I haven't thought long and hard about it. I've just made it up on the spot. Oh, <laughs> but oh, tusk, tusk. But it's a good one. Okay. But it's a good one. All right. Okay. So I am going to give Pretty in Pink three and a half oh, okay. out of five. Is that good? It's pretty good. All right. Okay. It's pretty good. It's good enough that it's above average. It exceeded my expectations. Okay. Yeah. But as I said, but I'm not like, come like away going film. like where where has this been my yeah. whole life. Out of all of the 80s films we've watched on this podcast, is it the best? Maybe not. Is it the worst? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I think the only thing that might have elevated it to a four is if, much like in the last crowd scene in Teen Wolf, at the prom, you just have someone getting their nuts out. <laughs> I don't know. That might have elevated it to a four. I don't know. Okay. But Good to know what your did. level of cinema expectations are. Mm-hmm. Someone gets their nuts out, it's an immediate <laughs> extra star just for the the literal ballsiness of the yeah. person to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be out of bolo ties. Bolo ties! Oh, you just thought that because I just said it. Uh, no. <laughs> you yes. forgot he was wearing a bolo tie. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. That's me breaking the fourth wall there, like he did at the end. Mm. So, you know, ties around a little bit. Ties? Yeah. Can't stop thinking about them. I can't stop thinking about those bolo ties. (laughs) I'm just going to go out and get myself a bolo tie now. (laughs) No, don't. So, do you seem to agree with that? 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's probably about right. I think, like you say, it's fun to watch and it's a nice, easy film to um, to enjoy, but it's not like life changing or anything. No. Well, it might have been if you were if you were that age at the time. Yeah. Um, might have made you see things differently. Yeah. But for me and you now, yeah. probably not. But it is definitely a classic. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it is definitely a classic. So. There we have it. Pretty in Pink gets three and a half bolo ties from me this time, not from Amber. And if you like that, then let us know what other films you think we should be watching that we might not have seen before, particularly if it's one that you think I haven't seen before. We'll add oh, that to no our list. Oh, but no one's ever going to find one of them, are they? Because you've seen every film. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that's what I sound like before we record the podcast. <laughs> in that exact tone of voice. But what do you all out there think? Do you think Pretty in Pink is a life-changing 80s film that you either grew up watching or watched at a young age and it completely revolutionised your point of view? Or is it one that you've just kind of put in the background and just dismissed as regular 80s teen drama that you just can't be dealing with when you'd rather be watching something like Predator or Robocop. Mm. Well, yeah, I know, but they kind of came out around the same time, so, you know. (laughs) All comments are welcome on our social media, so you can send your thoughts to us as well as any films that you think we should be watching. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTR pod so that we know when we're being talked about on the internet and we really do want your suggestions for things that you think we should be watching particularly if there's maybe a film franchise that you know we have seen but you want us to revisit and take another look at and talk about because you haven't heard us talk about it before maybe we'll happily do that but Amber if they've enjoyed this episode what on earth should they do (laughs) they should like subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars also follow on instagram at bttr podcast yes absolutely do that absolutely because we will put up some stuff on our instagram we'll put up some pictures of maybe what we were like wearing uh in our high school proms (laughs) I don't know. I, I literally don't have any photos of that, so that's not going to happen. I do. You, you do? All right. Well, there we go. Maybe we'll put up something of that relevant to this episode. I don't know. But until our next episode, Amber, should we go watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any time is a good time for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The only thing that could have made it better is if he was wearing a bolo tie. No. Yes. <laughs> Bolo ties and oh, Ferris right. Bueller. He's wearing a sweater vest instead. Yeah, that's our evening sorted. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>